instead of just responding to them saying, no, I can't, I'm sorry, bye. It's nice to have, no, I can't, but I know who can. If it makes her money, if it makes her happy, or if it's going to give her other work, it has to hit two of those three things for her to say yes to the project. Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's get sorted. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sorted. We're so excited to kick off season two with this episode. We have missed recording with each other so much. Yeah, we really did. I feel like it's been way too long since we've recorded because obviously we have to record before the episodes go live. So it truly feels like it's been forever since we've sat down and just got to talking and got to put out some educational content and some helpful stuff for you guys. We are so excited for season two. Some of the episode topics that we have coming up are social media crash course, email tips and tricks, and even a few more special guests. So we cannot wait for that. But for right now, let's do a little recap of our time away. Emma, what have you been up to the last few months? Yeah, so I'm excited to kick off 2023 with a new season of Sorted and just excited to see what this, you know, this year in my business brings. I'm celebrating my fifth anniversary in March of ESM Creative Studio and I'm going to actually, I've been planning a little birthday party for the business. My birthday is actually also in March and so I think I'm just going to have a a business birthday party. Maybe just a casual dinner for my actual birthday, but I thought it'd be really fun to just kind of celebrate it. Yeah, overall... It's been a good last couple of months. The end of the year kind of ended on, I had a really bad flu that took me out and then I went home for the holidays. And so I'm back and home and really excited to kind of get organized and get sorted for the year. <laughs> and also just, I feel inspired about content and kind of marketing and making my business better. I had a really great 2022 business-wise I was really happy with kind of the client work I produced you know the the outcome of my whole year and so just looking to you know clean up my processes and make this year even better what about you Alex I love it that's so exciting I can't believe five years that's that's crazy to me (laughs) yeah well it's been five years but three years full-time but five years I started while I was in school so two of those years was still still counts every moment counts (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna start off my recap by a little story so this is super funny on January what would it have been like January 3rd so like the technically the first week back in office because I took off the week between Christmas and New Year's and I really didn't have any work lined up yet. I mean, you end the year, you know, very hard. You hit all of your deadlines. You give all your clients the assets that they need, and it's kind of like a reset. Well, I didn't have any work lined up. Now, last year's me would have been freaking out. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I need to cold email people. I need to get more clients. But I was kind of just like coasting. I was like, you know, I can work on my own business during this time. The business will come. And I told that to Kyle, my boyfriend, and he's like, 
wait, you don't have any work? And I was like, <laughs> nope, no work. And I was just like happy as ever. And I was like, it's fine. And he was like, oh my gosh, how do you do it? Like I would be freaking out. And I was like, it'll come. And sure enough, I got three inquiries that week. And I was like, see, there's no need to stress. So it's so funny how your mindset kind of shifts over the years. And as you get more into the business, you don't freak out about not having any work lined up and have trust that it'll come to you yeah so that I was cool that. I I already have a few inquiries under my belt sending out some project proposals but over the holiday break I guess you could call like I said I did take that week off between Christmas and New Year's and it was so good to just kind of step away reset I did some planning for my own business prior to that when I was still in office in air quotes I finalized some really cool branding projects I haven't launched those yet because they're not official as far as you know putting the new logo on the buildings and that sort of thing. So waiting for that to get finalized and then I'll publish those. But some super exciting stuff. And like Emma, I am very excited for this year. I think that, I don't know if it's just, you know, new year, new me, but I feel like a lot of people are really excited about this year. And I am with all those people. I think really great things are coming and I'm feeling just inspired and just have all of this energy. I also got a walking pad that came in the mail on Friday. So and joyous. So I already walked one mile this morning and it was just so great. And so 2023 is the year of health and wellness for me too. I love it. I think that the slow periods in our businesses, I feel like sometimes I actually enjoy that time. Like I, I again, I, when I was first starting I think I probably would have been freaking out and also the the hustle culture that's uh unfortunately built into all of us with yeah. been freaking out but I think that a lot of times those slow periods are like a, a gift and you can work on your own things and it's also really nice the timing for you that you know even if it was like a couple days or a week uh, until you those inquiries came in it was probably nice to kind of start the year off with putting some time into your own business and time into your own process and you know all that so but kind of ironically <laughs> we're talking about the yes. opposite today of when you are burning out and when you think it's time to to hire out or when you're feeling a little bit stressed about what's on your plate that you don't have to do it all alone something that Alex and I are both very passionate about and that we both try to do within our own businesses and also something that I think when you're first starting out within the cre creative path or within an entrepreneurial journey that it feels like the only way to do it is to do it yourself. I know that I last year that was one of my goals was to kind of hire contractors and figure out where in my day-to-day and -day my process and my client process and there that was kind of my biggest worry was how to fit someone else in with working with clients and how clients are going to feel about that. And honestly, it's more about you than your clients. It's more about your, you know, mental health, your work success, your, you know, adding someone in your team sometimes will create space for you to create better work or to have more ideas, allow you to actually have time to think. Yeah, I I'm very excited to talk about it because last year, probably in the summertime, is when I finally accepted that I can't do it all and that's okay because a lot of times when people start their own business or go out on their own as a freelancer, they think that 
it's because they have to do it all. And the truth is, even as a freelancer, even as an independent graphic designer, you don't have to do it all. And it's okay to hire out when you need to hire out. And some of the things that I realized were happening and made me take note of, okay, I think it's time to hire out are things like burnout. Working so much, but not having enough money coming in to show for it. You don't have the time to say yes to projects that you're passionate about because you're stuck doing all of these other projects that again lead to burnout. Maybe it's not a fun project, but it's good money, so you say yes to it. Those are kinds of things that you can hire out for. And sometimes keeping a reputation and your relationship with your client is worth hiring out. So instead of having to say no to them because you're so slammed, hire out say yes to that client and then bring somebody in to help you so you keep that relationship with your client because your client already knows you and they trust you. You've already put in the work to build that reputation with them and they don't want to go out and find somebody new just as much as you don't want them to. So keep that relationship going and keep your reputation up with them and just hire out when you need to. I think also something that when you were talking about kind of it might be a good project you might like the client or it might be good money so you say yes even though you're slammed i went to a conference at the beginning of this year in savannah georgia i actually just got back and something that someone said there it was kara capizzi of capizzi designs she has a criteria of three things if it makes her money if it makes her happy or if it's going to give her other work so if it's something that will be good for her portfolio or good for her work you know samples and things like that and so if a project it has to hit two of those three things for her to say yes to the project. And I never really thought about like that, like giving it like a, you know, in my mind, I always kind of approach it with a, a woo woo kind of aspect of like, yeah. Oh, like, you know, I never thought of applying like a actual, like mathematical, logical process to it. And I really like the way she kind of goes about saying yes to projects is if it, you know, it has to say yes to check off two of those boxes. Can you list the three of those again? Yeah, it was, I, I might be saying it wrong. It's just, this is just what I'm, I was really trying to be present in the conference. So I didn't write down as much notes as yeah. I usually do. So it was actually really nice. I feel like I actually kind of took in more than I do when I write down like all the notes. Right. But I love that. <laughs> I think the three things were if it makes you money, if it makes you happy, or if it makes your portfolio better. So something oh, that I portfolio piece that. is if it adds, you know, if it's something that will, if it's a new, you know, a new field of work or if it's something that you think will build up your portfolio or be a good example, you know, in your case studies or something like that. I love so, that so much yeah. because sometimes as a beginning freelancer, especially, you know, you just want to say yes to everything. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about that in previous episodes in season one, but you don't have to say yes to everything. And maybe that was good for you at first, you know, year one, you're trying to get your name out there, get more work under your belt. But once you get in a comfortable position, really take in those three factors and see if you can check mark two of them. And if you can't, another opportunity will come. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And I think that kind of back to what you were saying a little bit about a little bit ago about those slow points in your business, maybe saying no to a project that necessarily wasn't a great fit or the client has a lot of red flags or, you know, it's you're just saying yes to because you want to have something, you know, on your calendar and it's not maybe paying you well or they don't have the budget or don't fit your budget that the time that you could put into your business rather than putting money into or your time rather into a client that necessarily isn't something that you think will be helpful in the long run might be more beneficial to you and your business than that client work or that 
lower than you know your budget project Okay, so all of those things we listed, obviously, what do you do about it? Well, the number one answer is it's time to raise your prices. I have a good rule of thumb. Every single year, I raise my prices. I don't care if you're raising your prices by 50 cents, if you're raising your prices by a dollar. More than a dollar, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. But throughout that year, you have gained so much more knowledge. You have so many more client pieces under your belt. You just gain so much that you need to raise your prices every year. I raise mine however much I feel comfortable. Sometimes I've raised it by $5. Other years I've raised it by $10. Whatever you feel comfortable with, make sure that it's a price that is what you are worth. So that is the number one rule of thumb in my book. Yeah, and something when I was first starting out, I didn't have really, I didn't have my Alex. I didn't have, um, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have the community that I have now. And so my prices I felt were very arbitrary. They were just kind of like numbers I pulled out of my hat. And so what I would do is kind of whenever I felt overwhelmed, I would raise my prices quite a bit. And I found that I continuously did this for probably two years is where every kind of project I got, I'd I'd give a different price. Because it does seem like, you don't, you know, I, don't, I never knew what the what the market was for the industry I was working in. So every project, I kept raising my prices until someone said no or kind of mm-hmm. pushed back. And honestly, no one ever really said no or pushed back. Most of the people that were coming to me through referrals valued my expertise or my style or my, you know, my, they had good, good reference in my communication skills or whatnot. So that's kind of where I, I found was helpful for kind of gauging of when to raise prices and that's why I never kind of put prices on my website or have like a set price for certain things like I think that that we're going to talk about that later this season about value-based pricing and the value of it (laughs) the value of value-based pricing (laughs) but yeah so I think that just when you are feeling overwhelmed and kind of close that burnout point the first thing you can do is it's time to raise your prices I also think that brings up a good point that I've always been told if you're getting all yeses, it's time to raise your rates. Yeah. You should have people that can't afford you and that is okay because then that kind of goes back to those three rules. Does it make you the money and does it make you happy? And if it's going to make you happy, your people are going to be willing to pay. Your customers and your clients are going to be willing to pay what you charge yeah and I think that also not being afraid to refer out work too I think comes to that is I I have a list of a couple I don't see junior designers because I still kind of I'm I'm young I still feel like I'm a junior designer (laughs) myself even though I'm kind of not but designers that are still working on the portfolios or just have a lower starting price than you do having people that you can refer projects to is always really helpful and also having friends that if you're feeling overwhelmed with you know your someone needs something right then is having valued trusted contacts that you can refer work to that referral network is just key and is really valuable i completely agree with that too because if somebody reaches out to you wanting to work with you and you they they aren't within your budget or you just don't have the capacity or you don't have the passion to do that certain project instead of just responding to them saying no i can't i'm sorry bye 
it's nice to have, no, I can't, but I know who can. Let me yeah. connect you with people in my network and see if that they can help you better and if they would be a better fit for this project. So I love that idea. And I think that that's very important to just help grow your network. Even if you're not looking to hire somebody or you're not looking to go work for somebody else, just to have people in your network that you can refer projects out to. big the big whammy is uh subcontractors and how important it is to have you know a network within your own business that you know I personally I've put a lot of thought into it and I have no interest in becoming an agency I love staying small I love you know being the main point of contact for all my clients and doing most of the design work but there's still a lot of different parts of your businesses that you can contract out even within the design piece Alex and I both have referred part of projects to each other it's really nice for if you're feeling stuck or if you just need to kind of like we'll have brain brain dump sessions with each other and it's nice to be able to refer out part of a project or part of you know your business if it's you know things that you don't necessarily want to do like accounting or bookkeeping or even um for me last year i hired uh, I, i call her my design and content assistant shout out to you kylie she's amazing i was looking for someone to do some of the work that takes up a lot of time that I wanted to free up the time to do other work. So if that makes sense more, some of the, I like to call, you know, the grunt work. (laughs) There's not really another Mm -hmm. way to say it, but exporting logos and files and organizing files and, you know, doing content and taking a blog post and turning it into an Instagram graphic and things like that. Just taking those kind of time consuming parts out of my my day-to-day has been so helpful and Kylie is I think part of it is finding the right person and when I first started I'd be like hi I need you to do this I'm sorry I know it's like not great work or it's not exciting work and she's like I'm she's just so happy to learn and to Mm -hmm. be part of my process and part of kind of like just the the nitty-gritty of the business that I've been very surprised by how happy she is just to kind of do the work that you know isn't the most glamorous but it is still really important to learn as a creative And that brings up a good point that just because we don't like to do that stuff doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't like to, you know, like Kylie is all up for learning, willing to do whatever it takes to kind of get her feet wet in the industry a little bit more. And so she doesn't mind doing that stuff. Same with your accounting professionals, your bookkeepers, like they love doing that stuff. I personally hate it. I don't understand (laughs) it. And so hiring out an accountant was the greatest decision that I ever made for my business. The best thing ever. Shout out to Brittany. Shout out countless. (laughs) Go check out our accounting episode from last season. Um, yes yes lots of good stuff in that one but there are people out there who want to do the things that we don't want to do or we don't have the time to do another great thing about hiring out for subcontractors is let's say i'm hiring out for i hired emma last month a couple of months ago i hired emma for ideation (laughs) i know right i was like i am just like having a 
brain fog right now. I don't feel creative. Can I just hire you to sketch me out something? And she was like, absolutely. And just hiring her out for that sketch was all I needed. And then I could take it and vectorize it and put it in the actual design and doing all of that stuff really helped me because I also could be acting as an art director. So I still had eyes over the project. If Emma did a sketch and I was like, hey, it luckily, and it's, <laughs> it's no surprise here that Emma killed it and she did great. <laughs> But that would be an opportunity for me to say, hey, I'm not really loving how that looks. Let's change that part of this sketch up a little bit. Same with me hiring a web designer. So my web designer is my subcontractor. I don't do the web design at all, but I work with her and her business partner to create these beautiful websites and I'm acting as the art director. So it's not like you're putting everything onto their plate and they have to do it all you still have a say in how that goes so you still have some control over it because ultimately you are going to be showing that work to the client and for some people if it's a white label project they have no idea that you didn't do it for all they know you did it all if it's a white label project some of your clients might know that you hired on and some clients might love it you know they're like the more eyes on it the better like let's knock this thing out of the park yeah so there's multiple ways you can kind of do that hiring out method i think alex and i with our we both offer web design and we both contract out for it and it's kind of work it's a good case study on subcontractors because we both do it similarly and also very differently because as Alex was saying, she kind of white labels out. And so her clients don't necessarily know that they don't ever speak to her web design team. But Alex is overseeing it and is constantly in contact with her web designer. That's like one way to do it. And then the way kind of I do it is I subcontract out to Steph Powell. She was on our CRM episode from season one. I kind of bring her on as a member of my team. So she's on the calls with the clients. She has an email under like my domain. So she has like a Steph stuff email and I kind of bring her on as a team member I have her listed on my website and I like bringing people on I like having her as part of the project similar to how Alex and I work together I just like the the multiple brains attacking one project together so but it's kind of we both kind of work in a similar process where I produce a a wireframe kind of design alongside Steph and do more of the design work and then Steph does more of the development or build out of the actual website and has the expertise in you know all the different nitty gritty parts of a website that I I was doing myself and trying to learn and I was like why am I why am I killing myself over trying to learn how to design websites for clients so I think that that's a big part of it I think also with these kind of pieces is not only subcontracting out for client work but hiring out for if you're a designer and you are looking to redo your website you do not have to do it yourself or if you are trying to create video, a video like reel of all your content or do things like that, I think that having a network of people that you can also work with for your own pieces of your business is really important. I know that in the Golden Hour Guild community, we have someone who is a an animator and I'm just waiting for the project that someone's like, I want this animator. I'm like, I'm hiring this girl ASAP because I, my animation skills are very little. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to work on a project where I can bring her in and like having people that you can only bring in like that. But also I could have her animate my logo for my own business. Subcontractors kind of go both ways where it's for your clients, but also reminding yourself that you can do it for your own business. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point to note that you can now offer more services that you don't know anything about, but you hire the people that do. So 
like I said, I hired my contractor web designer last, uh, around the summertime. I don't know anything about web design. I know how to make websites look beautiful and have that UX UI experience. But as far as the back end goes and, you know, best web practices, that's what I hire out. That's the knowledge that I don't have and I don't necessarily have the passion for it. That gave me the ability to now offer that service to my clients because I have somebody that I can trust to do that work for me. And something like hiring some contracts within like a project. So for Alex and I, we've been talking about starting a podcast for for a while and it was really daunting because we were like, neither of us really wanted to learn to edit. And I swear it came, it was like magical, the story of finding our podcast editor. We were on a Zoom call talking about the podcast, starting to plan, being like, okay, if I do the social media content, you can do the video editing or like one of us should become the expert in it. One of us should learn it. We shouldn't both learn it, kind of talking about it that way. And then we're like, what if we hire out? But we were nervous about trusting this podcast with someone else. And from a financial standpoint, we didn't want to throw our entire business savings into hiring somebody to help us with all of this stuff. We didn't know the first thing about how much podcast editing costs. And so as we were talking about this on a Zoom call, one of my good friends and someone I just love, her name's Ginny, she texted me and she's like, hey, my sister is starting to do video and podcast editing on the side. She literally texted texted me about it as we were on this call she's like I she's starting to go freelance because she previously was in a corporate setting she worked on like hocus pocus too she's a freaking rock star and she's my sister's going freelance I'm like she's hired I texted her we texted back immediately we're like uh she is hired by us we you know trusted that she would do an amazing job and she has been honestly some of the one of the best contract decisions uh, I've ever made and I'm sure Alex can say the same I agree but I think that that you know that whole storyline kind of plays into that that fear of money and how hiring out sometimes I know for me and for a lot of people when we talk about subcontractors that fear of like losing money by hiring out really does you know take a toll on the decision to to actually hire someone and I think if you really step back and look at it that time that you're saving by hiring someone out can be money that you can make in other ways. Or it allows you to accept a higher paying project because you have the time. So you're not doing, you know, I didn't have to learn how to edit a podcast and audio. And so that time is way more valuable than the money that we are spending on it. It's not belittling what she's doing. It's just that the time for me to learn the expertise of audio editing and also our podcast would have been shit first episode or the first season. It would have been terrible. (laughs) Oh, if. Graphic designers turn <laughs> audio editing. Yeah. Goes bad. So don't let that that those skills and hiring out stop you from doing, you know, a side side project or a passion project that you're, you know, looking into doing. And I always like to say, in my opinion, it's better to be absolutely amazing at one or two things, right? And let the others be amazing at what they do. Instead of trying to be you know, average at a bunch of different things, stay in your lane and become an expert at that one thing and then hire out for other people who are experts at their field. So in this case, me and Emma knew we would not be experts at audio and or video editing. And Emma and I decided to stay in our own lanes, stick to what we know, and that's graphic design.
think that just kind of recapping it all is that letting go of the scared and worried feelings that you're feeling about hiring out, that it won't take away from your business. It won't degrade your quality of work. Clients are coming to you because they want to work with you. They'll still be happy with the product, even if someone else's hands have touched it. If your work product is a higher quality because you hired out, they're going to be even happier. So I think that overall, it's just, it's okay to let go. It's okay to let go of some of the control, some of the money, still let your passion shine through even with another person on your team. I couldn't agree more with that. And note that your feelings are valid. It is completely normal to be scared, to be worried, to be nervous. And if you're not, like, let me chat with you because something ain't right with that. (laughs) But (laughs) your feelings are completely valid. And the first thing, like we said, try to raise your rates first. Do that first before you feel like you need to hire a subcontractor due to being slammed with work all the time. Raise those rates. I want to see people making more money in 2023 and then hire in the subcontractors that you need to help you with projects, to allow you to offer more services to your clients and more. Yeah. End of story. Hire out. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next episode of Sorted. Next week, we'll be talking about all things color. We'll be going into details of what the heck CMYK is and all the things and talking about what to use where and we can't wait bye bye for more sorted content follow us on instagram at sorted.pod also if you enjoyed this episode let us know by leaving a review it means so much sorted is hosted by alex pizak and emma mcgoldrick produced and edited by carrie king Marketing and graphic design by AP The Creative and ESM Creative Studio. Photography by Hannah Hunt and music by Dam Dharmawan. Huge thanks to all the people that made Sorted happen and to you for listening. See See you you next time. time.